I'm Rory Greener from XR Today, bringing you the latest in news and conversation from the extended reality space. Today, I'm joined by Aaron Gupta, Director of Postgraduate Education for Cambridge University Health Partners, and GigXR founder and CEO, David King-Lasman. Welcome. Thanks, Rory, for having us. Uh, delighted to be with you today. Yes, likewise. Thank you, Rory. Uh, cheers for both of you to joining me. And to start us off, could you introduce our listeners to the most recent partnership between the NHS Foundation Trust and GigXR? Certainly. Well, let me start by giving a little bit of an overview of what we do at GigXR to give some context for that. So uh, we're based out in North America and we've been up in the market for a few years now. GigXR is a platform for the creation and distribution of holographic content, providing healthcare training to teaching hospitals, medical schools and nursing schools. Uh, currently, we have uh, customers across four continents uh, and we're getting increasing traction in the marketplace. The way to think about the GigXR platform is we're building a growing catalogue of applications uh, delivering a range of training modules to uh, deliver solutions right across the healthcare industry. Now, as a technology company, uh, we are technologists first and foremost, and we rely very, very heavily on subject matter expertise that we're able to bring in from our strategic partners. And uh, we've been working with the team at uh, Cambridge University Hospitals for some time to work on a suite of procedural training applications uh, that Aaron will give some more detail uh, on. Um, and those applications will be hitting the market later in, in, in 2022. Thanks, David. Uh, I'll, I'll just uh, explain a bit how, of how we, uh, David and I, really mess in and, and, uh, and, and developed uh, uh, the collaboration. So, so uh, in the NHS, and particularly in Cambridge um, University Hospitals, uh, in conjunction with Cambridge University itself and the education department there particularly, um, we're looking into how we can improve uh, training for, for our um, students, both medical, uh, nursing and allied health professionals, um, and particularly in the context of, uh, of the impact of, of COVID and how we've had to, uh, to adapt uh, training and, and, and uh, education there. Um, so we're looking at uh, uh, better ways of, of uh, delivering uh, training to, to all our healthcare staff. Um, and of course, uh, while simulation has been you know, one of the mainstays of, of, of education, uh, we're looking at the next generation of, of simulation, which is XR technologies. And within that, we're looking at where we can use them successfully and how we can uh, appropriately evidence the base, basis of, of, of their use. Um, so that they're used uh, most uh, um, efficiently uh, and, 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 you know, affordability is very important as well. And the other thing that's important is access to, to the ability to use these things. And what we see with some of the um, collaboration with BigXR is uh, one of the uh, positive points would be that um, access to training uh, with the products that we hope to develop uh, will be widely accessed. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And could you explain how NHS institutions have already implemented XR technology to best address the COVID-19 pandemic? And what solutions are currently being worked on by the NHS Foundation Trust? 
Uh, that, that's a great question. I think one of the things that's probably worth saying out loud is that with mixed reality, uh, you get a tremendous advantage in that you're able to project holographic content into the physical world. We've been familiar with virtual reality for many years now, decades, in fact, and typically virtual reality content, which is uh, um, you know, computer generated uh, graphics consumed by a single person uh, on their own dime, if you will. Um, what we were able to do with mixed reality is create an environment where you can connect practitioners together around the same content. And that was used to really good effect in a project that we built with the NHS and Health Education England in conjunction with an initiative that was spearheaded by Microsoft. So at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, when frontline healthcare workers were scurrying to learn more about what this pandemic was and you know, how it presented in terms of symptoms, how we could triage, identify it, treat it and so on. Uh, we work very closely with subject matter experts from the NHS to produce a product that we called Hollow Patient COVID-19 that we released free to practitioners right across the world that was available through the Microsoft HoloLens App Store. And we filmed in a volumetric video capture studio. This is a soundstage that has 150 cameras that can film a patient from every angle to present a hyper-realistic 3D representation of that patient in, in video form that we were able to project into a physical space, uh, a sim center, uh, a, a medical facility, uh, even a bedroom of somebody that was uh, working from home. Um, and this app allowed frontline workers to understand what a patient looked like when they were presenting with COVID at different degrees of the disease and how to deal with PPE and so on. And by using mixed reality, there were a number of benefits that were brought to bear immediately. One is that you could experience this content, as I said, together with other people. So if we're thinking about this from an instructor student perspective, the instructor and the students could all be wearing uh, mixed reality devices and be standing around the same content. And the, the, the instructor could watch the students as they kind of identify the process of, of, of what they need to do to treat this patient. And what we found that this is extremely impactful and beneficial in helping uh, both training doctors and uh, uh, physicians themselves to cope with the uh, trauma and the impact of the pandemic. Um, and, and that application we used right across the world uh, and, and was very, very impactful. And, and actually, that was the beginning of our strong relationship with the National Health Service. I think, some, you know, that, 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 that's a, a great example of how, you know, we can develop things in, in, in the stage of crises. Um, we, we have used it in a much more simpler um, point of view with uh, post-COVID. Um, in that it's helped us do some re remote walk around, remote teaching from, from the operating rooms, um, and, and largely using it as, uh, more simplistically, um, certainly the HoloLens more simplistically as a, uh, as a sort of a streaming, um, uh, device. Uh, but, but the power of the DigXR, um, uh, software allows, uh, the kind of thing that David's explained. Uh, where you can see things in, in much more mixed reality form um, in the in the environment that people are all practicing in. Mm. And if, in fact, Aaron, if I can add to that, I think one of the, the the features that we introduced for that product, because the COVID forced practitioners to be 
socially distanced, more remote. Indeed, particularly if you think about medical students, many of them were taken off campus. And what mixed reality affords is the opportunity for students who are geographically remote to be able to participate in instructor-led tuition in mixed reality using nothing more than their mobile devices as a conduit onto that content. Uh, and, and that proved to be incredibly beneficial as we saw teaching institutions having to uh, uh, you know, send their students off campus and have them study from home. Cool, that's really wonderful stuff, very interesting stuff. And what makes GigXR, the, the GigXR platform rather, stand out from other immersive e-learning solutions in healthcare as well as general academia markets? So I've already pointed to the fact that we are exclusively in mixed reality. Um, well, let's say extended reality, actually, because not only can you uh, experience holographic content, but we augment that content uh, with information that is helpful to uh, uh, supplement what a student might be looking at. Um, so I think that's a big distinguishing factor. But the other thing that's quite unique about what we're doing is because we're a platform, we are allowing our institutions that uh, uh, purchase our, our system to have, say, one platform for all of their user management, session management, content management, and then have access to a growing catalog of applications that sit on that platform. So think of it rather like, say, the Netflix model, for instance. You, you, you buy your Netflix subscription, and when you come to Netflix, you see a whole range of content, some of which is produced exclusively by Netflix and has you know, the little red N in the corner, and others that they've acquired or some that they've built in collaboration with other institutions. And that's precisely the way that GigXR is approaching uh, this tool set. So as I said right at the top of this uh, conversation, you know, we rely very heavily on the strategic relationships that we forge with institutions like uh, Cambridge University Hospitals. Um, we're doing the same with institutions like University of Michigan Medicine here in the United States, with Northwest Permanente as part of the Kaiser Permanente Group, which is a large hospital organization over here. And these institutions recognize that extended reality has a really profound role to play in the way that we train tomorrow's doctors and nurses. And, uh, and, and you know, we think the GigXR provides this wonderful platform for that to happen and for it to flourish and grow. Um, and, and right now we're unique in the market. So, uh, sorry, just to add to what David um, was saying is that what, what we would, what we're interested in is, 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 uh, similar to, to what David is in GigXR is to produce, uh, relevant and useful, uh, software packages so that we can, uh, use them for, for education and training. Um, but one of the things that we, I think it's unique in our collaboration between ourselves, Big XR, and, and the Faculty of Education in the University uh, of Cambridge is that we're not just developing a package, but we're trying to validate that, that package to make sure that the utility of it is, is um, appropriate and for maximal benefit of the student. That's fantastic. Um, to carry on from that, I wanted to ask how a University of Cambridge researchers working to evaluate tomorrow's healthcare immersive e-learning solutions? So um, the collaboration between Cambridge University Hospitals and the University of Cambridge is, is very close. Um, we're very much set on the same biomedical campus uh, as, as the university. Um, and the uh, 
the collaboration, particularly with the faculties of education around educational research, is very strong too, and largely built around uh, simulation training and, and the effectiveness of that training. Um, and one of the, the key aspects is uh, looking at outcome objectives or outcome indicators for the use of any simulated package, uh, whether it be you know high fidelity, low fidelity, uh, or XR. Um, and I think one of the unique features of what we're doing with the collaborative uh, approach to with GigXR is um, is to develop uh, thing uh, package educational packages which can be validated and have um, and be benchmarked against. Uh, outcome measures, which which is what we're trying to derive at the same time. Fantastic, fantastic. And from equally from both of your perspectives, I wanted to know what feedback are you getting from healthcare professionals and students from GigXR's perspective, as well as from NHS healthcare professionals giving feedback to XR solutions on the whole. So, so let, let me field that one initially. Um, so our products have been out in the market for several years now, um, and we have a broad range of users right across the world who have been deploying our technology and integrating it into the way that they teach their student doctors and nurses. And we're getting some really interesting empirical data points back from those institutions. Uh, chief among them, I think, is that uh, through mixed reality and particularly through the presentation of hyper-realistic content, uh, we're seeing knowledge retention uh, increase uh, in orders of magnitude. Now, these things are very difficult to measure uh, because it's so new. And I think, as Aaron pointed to, the research that we're all collectively doing here uh, is going to be really interesting when it's when it when it's fully gathered. But Certainly anecdotally, what we're seeing is that knowledge retention is going up. The speed to learning complex procedures uh, is, is being enhanced. Um, you know, we're taking some of the most difficult and complex parts of a curriculum and presenting tools that makes it easier for students to embrace them. Uh, so they're learning stuff uh, quickly and more effectively. Um, there's also, I think, something that's been really fascinating in, in terms of some, some very gratifying feedback that we're getting. Um, we're hearing terms like um, our students are beginning to increase their clinical thinking, clinical reasoning, so that they're beginning to think like a doctor, so that they're beginning to think like a nurse. In fact, I'll give you an example of that. Um, we were recently exhibiting at a, a big simulation conference here in Los Angeles, uh, and we had a, a, a visiting uh, a, a teacher from a, a very well-known teaching institution here in North America who looked at our technology and he had a, a, a kind of a, a little bit of an epiphany. And he said, you know, I've been using virtual reality technologies for years and years and years. And I know that my students, when they experience them, never stop thinking like a student, partly because a lot of that content is quite, um, let's say, cartoony, I guess. And because he's seen this hyper-realistic content superimposed into the physical space, so for instance, we're able to take a, 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 a hyper-realistic holographic patient and superimpose it onto an analog mannequin that really brings that to life. This guy said, for the first time, I can see that my students are going to know what it is to think like a doctor. So when you walk into a, a simulation center, for instance, and you're told that this mannequin is in a code blue, gone into cardiac arrest, and is terrified, 
uh, and you're looking at an inanimate object, that's very difficult to extend your empathy. Um, and mixed reality is really, and, and, and outsource in particular, is really helping with that. So we think this is going, well, we think it's already transformational. We think it's going to continue to be transformational. And the, 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 the really, uh, um, you know, groundbreaking work that we're doing with Aaron and his team, we think is going to push those boundaries even further. Aaron, I don't know if you've got anything to add to that. Yeah, so I think two points, really. Um, one is um, I completely agree with um, David that the feedback um, has been very positive. But I think there's a caveat to that. Uh, and the caveat to that is that, that um, you know, we can easily convince the enthusiast. Um, but it's bringing the non-enthusiasts along with us is what, where the key is to this. Uh, and I think, um, you know, as as we develop better and better um, uh, packages, I think we'll be able to do that uh, more and more easily. Um, but I think the other thing is that increasingly, you know, we're thinking about can this sort of uh, software be used in clinical practice? Uh, and if students see that this is being used in clinical practice, um, then actually it makes it much more realistic for them uh, when they do then become clinicians. Um, and there's some really good examples that we, even we're thinking about um, in in terms of overlaying um, uh, scans, uh, MRIs, CTs, um, to localise things like uh, tumours or um, anatomical irregularities to help the clinician um, deliver good health, good and safe healthcare. And once those that, that has been become embedded in, in clinical practice, you know, and, and it's already happening, I think uh, we'll be able to get the non-enthusiasts along with us. Yeah, and I, I think to, to, to add to that as well, I think one of the great benefits of um, a, a system like ours is that uh, you're able to experience these hyper-realistic uh, training uh, in experiences and you're able to do it again and again and again in a safe to fail environment till these practices become you know, part of your muscle memory. And that's going to prepare students very effectively for making that transition into clinical practice. That's a really good insight um, from a student perspective. I think it's also interesting just because the idea of XR being used in a, as an assistive learning tool rather than a complete replacement is something of note. That's a, that's a great point. And finally, just to change subjects and to round off the uh, chat, I wanted to ask your thoughts on the trending metaverse and if that trending tech topic is crucial for healthcare markets. Yeah, that's that that that's a big question. Um, I like to think that GigXR has been playing in the metaverse uh, since its inception. Um, I, I know that, that, that there's still a little bit of confusion and conflict about what the metaverse really is, and I know that you know. Companies like Meta are trying to drive that narrative and, uh, you know, they want you to be, uh, you know, they want the physical world to be completely occluded from it in, in many instances. But I, I like to think that one expression of the metaverse could be the way in which you could smash together the digital and the physical worlds, bring the digital world into the physical. And I think that, that, that if, if, if you could describe that as a metaverse experience, you know, we've been doing that for some time and, and that's a very powerful paradigm. But also what I think is really interesting about the metaverse is the way that it's going to connect people and groups. 
uh, and particularly people with affinity interests. And one of the things that we're trying to encourage at GigXR, as we deploy our solutions to more and more uh, teaching institutions, and they're building their curricula uh, around some of the technologies that we have and the catalogs uh, applications that we have, and they're building lesson plans, uh, and they're getting feedback and data and assessment points, and they start to share this with their cohort of other institutions, almost like creating a kind of meta-social network of healthcare institutions, trainers, and students. And I think that's an extremely exciting vision uh, that platforms like GigXR can really help establish. Um, and I think, if, you know, let's face it, you know, we, we all need good healthcare, you know, whether you're, uh, um, you know, in, in, in a, a a Western metropolis with lots of facilities at your disposal or in a provincial area or in a developing country. And I think that we can come together with platforms like this in a metaverse environment to support one another as we seek to deliver the best uh, patient outcomes on a global basis. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with David. I think um, in, particularly in NHS, um, the... Um, the the concept of metaverse is still very new um and i think uh what i particularly like about the whole the, co the concept is bringing the ability to bring people together um you know remotely uh so that perhaps you know one day uh the training standards uh the, the, the training that we deliver is standardized around the world uh and you know one can do that from you know Cambridge, or they can do it from uh, a developing country somewhere, um, but it can be accessed by all those um, you know who who have an interest in that, and that I think is where we think the metaverse will start off as being you know being very useful, but clearly it will develop and uh, be it'll be exciting to see how it does develop. I agree for both. I agree with both of you. I feel like it will give us room to democratize healthcare training as well as training in other fields, and almost give us a borderless operation room, uh, so to speak. So, what is the best way to keep up to date with the research being done in Cambridge, and how do our listeners learn more about GigXR? Uh, so if I may, uh, I, I would just come to uh, www.gigxr.com. Um, you'll learn about what we're doing there. And there are also uh, areas where you can connect with us. And, and, you know, we're particularly interested in talking to you if you are in an institution um, and you're interested in the technology that we have to offer. We're particularly interested in talking to you if you are an institution who are looking to strategically partner with us. Um, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're here, we're available. Um, uh, we rely very heavily on these relationships, as I said, and, uh, and you know, we welcome any inbound interest uh, through the site. And uh, from our point of view, um, you will be publishing our findings uh, from our research. Uh, so look out for the uh, medical and, and educational journals. Um, you can you can follow us uh, on uh, the Cambridge University Hospitals. Fantastic! It's very exciting. Thanks for joining me both today, Rory. Thanks. For your well, thank you both of you for joining me today, Rory. Yeah. Cheers. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, that's it for myself and for our listeners get more xr news by following our social pages i'm rory greener from xr today thank you very much for watching